0: Very welcome to well, it's been a while since we've been back on the Race Out podcast, but we are back. It's myself Dean Ryan uh, in BetBright Towers, of course. Race Out brought to you in association with BetBright. Uh, Derma Nolan is with me again. Derma, how are you? Hi Dean, all good. How are you, man? Good to have you back on the Race Out, and uh, well, from now on, and hopefully forever more, we've got a regular new panel. Uh, firstly, I'll introduce Don McLean. Of course, everyone will know him as a racing aficionado. Don, good to have you here. Hi, Dean. Thanks very much no problem and thanks for joining us and of course on the line it's bet bright's racing ambassador nick luck is here
1: slightly less of an aficionado
0: but <laughs> nonetheless very happy to be with you dude. well that's very that's uh, that's sorry nick i must apologize one of the the obviously of course the most well-known faces <laughs> and names in uh, racing i hope you feel no, better no, now no no,
1: no. I I meant that. I am definitely slightly
2: less of an aficionado than the great
0: Don McLean. Well, it's good to have two greats with us, Don McLean and Nick Luck, and of course then two lessers, of course, in Dermot Nolan and myself. Yeah. Dean Ryan, it's rather long... We'll, in tra-
2: we'll judge it at the end of this
0: weekend. <laughs> <again. laughs> oh dear, that's it. Yeah, this, this this could get messy. Yeah. We're going to try and fire through a well, fascinating weekend of racing ahead, of course. We've chosen to come back ahead of Irish Champions Weekend, two fantastic days of racing at Leopardstown and the Curragh, and you've got to squeeze in a little bit of classic action as well at Don with the with the and ledger. So we've got a fascinating amount of racing to get through. Uh, as I say, shotgun is how we're gonna try and go through this. We're gonna kick off with the Matron Stakes at Leopardstown on Saturday. Um, probably one of the queen and stars of the season, Alpha Centuri, we're gonna post there. It's not gonna be much of a price, but Derma, if I go to you first, um, without Alpha Centauri flat season might have been a little bit flat
3: yeah she's been the absolute star by an absolute mile and it's just great that Irish 1000 guineas win has just really catapulted into your know, coronation stakes she was outstanding brilliant last time in France and the only way that you probably would have tried to find an angle to take her on here was if the ground was heavy like last year when she somewhat floundered and uh, Against happily in the Maigler last year, but it's hard to even to even fathom taking her on here, Dean. I think we can make this one of the quickest uh, races we run through because I just think she she wins this. There's only about three to five millimetre of rain before Saturday. It's good the firm there, and I think she'll uh, she'll take the world a beating.
0: Yep, should be no negatives Don for Alpha Centauri going into the Matron Stakes. It's a Guineas, a Coronation, a Falmouth, a Jack Lemaw, and more to come. No, she's been brilliant this year, Dean. Like I was actually down with Jessica and the team. During the week uh,
2: for Racing UK, and um, she looks great. Jesse's really happy with her. Um, Debbie Flavin the girl who rides her out she says she's just in great form and she's so relaxed Like you know she's she's a really big filly I mean, I, I'm sure people have read it or seen it when, when they got her first they weighed her and she was 530 kilograms and Jessie was saying that the, the normal weight for a yearling filly at that stage is about between, somewhere between 430 and 450 mm. so she was, she's a and she's still big even as a three she hasn't grown much since then but she's still about 530 kilograms but she's still big even as a three year old but no she's brilliant Colin Madonna has been brilliant on her Jesse's handled her really really well and the team down there um, and you know as Dermot says you, you, you just watch this race and appreciate her. you want to see her going and winning it Lawrence is coming over and that's good and Aidan O'Brien is a few fillies in there but and Lawrence I suppose a mile and a half the last time in the Yorkshire Cup was probably too far for her she'll be happy probably, 10 furlongs is probably her optimum but over a mile Daniel Tudhub arrives at this time um, he can be fairly aggressive on her but I think that'll probably suit Alpha Centauri just as well
0: Nick anything to add on Alpha Centauri and, and obviously we've all enjoyed our efforts this season and a great performance from Jess Carrington to get a lump of that sign to continue to perform the way she has Um, exciting to see her back
1: very little to add to what Don's already said. She's got almost a stone in hand on official ratings for the rest of her field here. We know that this distance suits her absolutely perfectly, even if the three Bally Doyle trainees who are all very talented, magical, clemmy, and happily, even if they try and make this a war, I don't think it'll be a problem for Alpha Centauri. She's a very rhythmical, well-balanced filly. She's a very good mover for a big filly as well. She's won right-handed, Asker short, straight, straight mile at, at Newmarket on the July course, undulating, straight at Deauville. The ground was probably, arguably, on the easy side for her. it'll be quick, hopefully, God willing, uh, at Leopardstown on, on Saturday. I don't see any problem with her, and, and I, I I don't think that uh, five to two one or whatever she is, is is a silly price. Of the O'Brien trio, I can see uh, I can see Magical taking a bit of a step forward. She's had a lighter campaign than the other two, and she's a, a sort of sort of rhododendron. If it does turn into a bit of a war, I can see her running well. But I think Alpha Centauri ought to dispose of these quite quite easily
0: okay not one of the most competitive races we're going to see over the weekend but certainly one of the most fascinating with alpha centauri going uh, at, well short odds on of course in the matron stakes so we'll go to the boomerang stakes which goes to post at six o'clock there's an interesting contest this we've got kenya who finished last in the french derby as a big outsider then of course came in and well readily won an irish cambridgeshire a big price at twenty to one. it's nine to four favorite or thereabouts um for the boomerang don that looks a little bit short to me this is a competitive heat
2: yeah i Back in Edna Bryan's other horse in the This <laughs> <laughs> Lucius Tiberius, and watch us gain you bolted up from the front. Um, yeah, look, I, I take your point, Dean. He's short, it's a group two race. Um, but geez, that was a good performance the it last was. day in the Cambridge, and and he's got latent talent from before that. Uh, I suppose you know, in in the in, at Chester, he was well beaten. Um, and again, the pre he actually finished last in the previous jockey club, but yeah you know that was it was a it was a very competitive race okay it was only a handicap and he raced off a mark in the high 90s um so and, and he still has plenty to find with some of the higher rated horses against him like making light think think she's rated 112 um and he's rated 106 so he's got six pounds to find with with her but he comes into it on a high it was, a, he won with more in hand than the winning margin even the last day. And look, this is a step up in grade. And it's it's interesting to see how he's going to handle it because Ryan Moore rides I Can Fly and she's a very interesting Philly as well. Um, like her, her run the last day at Tipperary, you can easily for, forgive it because she missed the break. She was always in traffic. And um, she went for she, she went for a, a run up the far side and it just didn't happen for her. So you can easily allow her that. And before that at Killarney, she was very, very good and beating Renock, who'd run well at Galway the time before that. And that was at a time when Aidan O'Brien's horses weren't running well. So she can she can probably be marked up on that a fair bit. Um Pincheck is interesting as well. Another horse, Jessica Harrington, she was or sorry, he was very good the last day in the, the Desmond Stakes a Group Three race. He quick and clear and he was a fairly big price in that race. He wasn't maybe expected to 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 beat the caliber of opposition like Massara finished second that day. Um and that was a career best from him. So if he can step forward a wee bit from that, then he'd be a player in it as well. But no, I look, I, I can understand why Kenya's favourite, but I, I I think you're right, Dean. I think it's probably a deeper race than that. Nick, what do you think about the boomerang?
1: I don't have a strong view. The couple of horses I'm interested in, zebra has got to be better than that run last time out when a long way behind Jessica Arrington's horse that Don mentioned, Pinchek, yeah. it's all good enough.
0: O'Brien booked up for of course Aidan O'Brien on prepare yeah. for battle uh, Damo you were going to make a case I think for the well there's there's, there's related form isn't there a pin check and making light have r- raced against each other already
3: that's it yeah I'm I'm quite keen on making light I mean she was just she was excellent in the platinum stakes at Cork Darren well said immediately after the race that the matron was his aim uh, but obviously you're not going to go for that when Alpha Centauri is a uh, is rocking up so yeah he's taking somewhat deezer approach here only has to give kenya two pounds because of the philly allowance and i just think she was she really was very good last time she might just start making hay now and she's she has some some decent form in her locker i'd have to take on kenya and i think that form between pin check and uh, making light will be very important here
0: I think it's quite a, an open race, and it, there's been cases made for plenty. There, one I thought was interesting, and I know that there's not really much to recommend him on of recent uh, efforts. But Alexios Komnenos, who was, I think he went off as short as three to one for this in 2017. If he was to run to the best of visibility, which is questionable, he's 25 to one in a in a field where you can make cases for plenty. I thought he was interesting enough. That's the boomerang. That's the second race that we've talked about so far at Leperstown, and the big one, of course, on the card is the Irish Champion Stakes. Um, everyone must be looking forward to this. I wonder whether Nick if I ask you, is it a three horse oh. race? We've Roaring Lion, Saxon Warrior, and Study of Man.
1: Well, I don't much like the chances of the famous last word, this is gonna come and buy me on the bump now. <laughs> I don't much like the chance of, of Study of Man. I know he might have needed the run in the Guillaume Dornano behind Knight to Behold, but he should have done better than he
0: did really. Yeah. Pat Sakoy beats him by three lengths. He ought to have got
1: past him even if he did need to run, even if it was a good old-fashioned prep. And I suppose there is a possibility that this is a horse, study of man, given his pedigree, who who wants a decent surface, which he hasn't had the last... A couple of times in France, and has actually only had once in his career. So maybe I'm ruling him out um, precipitously, but I think on form he's got it to find with Roaring Lion and Saxon Warrior people will be saying, well, why on earth can Saxon Warrior beat Roaring Lion? Well, it's a home game for Saxon Warrior, and Aidan O'Brien's got Rhododendron, Athena, and Doval in the race as well. What
2: is Roaring Lion's key strength? It's a killer
1: turn of speed. It's a single furlong burst of speed. Is he as likely to be able to deploy that round Leopardstown? This track in a really honestly run race as he is, say for example in a steadily run um, you know, tempo dictated affair at York where he, he stayed out of trouble and essentially killed them off with his devastating burst. I'm not sure he is. The trouble is, nor is anybody else and that's why he's 6-5 on a Saxon Warriors 11-4 and you thought you might have been able to get a bit more juice than Saxon Warriors price. Yep. I think it'll be a lot closer between them at the weekend, but I seem to be following Saxon run
0: Is it going to play to Roaring Lion's strengths as Nick suggests it might not? What do you think?
2: Yeah, like on Study of Man, I, he was a 10 to 1 shot when you knew he was going to run and there were a few other possible runners in it, and you kind of, I kind of looked at that, and now he's a 6 to 1 shot. And now I'd agree with Nick, I, I, I was trying to make a case for him in my own head, but uh, really couldn't. It's a, it's a big leap of faith to, to take him to beat. The eclipse and judgment international winner and the guineas winner like and six to one is just not big enough i know he's won a pretty jockey club but it's just not big enough for me to to, to put him into it. i think he should probably be, be bigger than that mm. no like i'm looking for reasons why roaring line won't win um because he's an odds-on shot and yeah like, again echoing a lot of what nick said Um his york runs have been very good and like his run in the dante was very good his run in the judgment last time was really good but we know that York can be a Horses for Courses track, so he obviously goes well at York. Saxon Warrior had never run at York before the last day. We know that he's going to progress from that again. Aidan O'Brien's horses were just coming out of their bug, and in fairness to Aidan, he was very upfront with how his horses were, and he said, look, they're, they're going to come on. He didn't have a great York. He did have he, he did have horses run very well, including Kew including Gardens. Mm. Uh, which I'm sure we're going to come on to, yeah. um, but Saxon Warrior. If you take that as a run that from which he will improve, then that puts him in the mix. He's he's at home. He's got his stable companions in it again. What, what Nick said, um, and if you go back to his Guineas run, I know he, he probably hasn't reproduced that run since. But if you go back to that run, um, you 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 just you, you 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 see a horse who's got all that talent and all that class. And okay, Roaring Lion beat him in the Eclipse and he had a better run through the race than Roaring Lion had that day but he was only beating the neck by him and now you're looking at an odds on shot versus a 7-2 to shot um, I I think I'd, I'd have them a wee bit closer in the betting than they are uh, on Adib I, I just had him down as an easy ground horse I was looking for, for rain in fact um, when the rain hadn't come and didn't look like coming i i half thought he might not be declared for it but he is and it's good that he is in it and if he if he can handle better ground then he's a player because he does it like what he did in the in the lincoln at the start of the season was seriously impressive against good horses uh like lord glitter was second that day and we know how good he is so that was a really good run and if the rain came a wee bit and if the ground kind of came up on the easy side like if we had yielding ground at leopard Sound instead of good or, or good to firm ground then i think he'd come into it um it, it, look it's great that city man is coming over the french one a couple of years ago at almanzor and um, and it's great that we have roaring lion here because it 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 really makes the race it's roaring lion versus saxon warrior the score is three two to roaring lion this is the sixth time that they've met so it's great that they're, that they're doing it um a, a betting angle i can't really find one i i i i was thinking adib if the rains came but if the if the rains don't come it's good to firm ground uh it just might be a race to sit out
0: Damn, are you sitting out the champion stakes and enjoying it for what it is? Because as we say, a six-time Roaring Lion meets Saxon Warrior, Roaring Lion might not have anything go his way and he's odds on. You've got study a man that price evaporated when I think people realised this field was going to close up and... Um, uh, Dave is in there for maybe another decorated night moment like similar to last year we had a
3: big prize winner what do you think of the Irish Champions Sticks? firstly though I can just hear your heart breaking though because all week you've been talking with study man yeah so it, it is, it been is fairly, it's been fairly rubbish here Dean uh, yeah. from all angles but uh, I just I've enjoyed really enjoyed on a separate note watching Rory Line this season because last yeah. season and even going into a bit of this season I really thought he was a dodge pot didn't think he really put it in I had half ridden him off really and thought that he just doesn't stick his head down and I really thought he was just one of these horses that was never quite going to get it together and he's been a joy to behold all season. Uh, definitely he he does have that one run between two furlongs and one furlong out as Nick said it's going to be very hard to do that he's uh, going to, it's going to have it. to be positioned very well isn't he to unleash and in- he is And Ocean Murphy is riding well enough that he more than likely will have him in the right place but I'm happy enough to sit this one out Dean and in, enjoy for what it is a brilliant horse race the, the, the two of them in front are very close but I definitely would not be taking on Roaring lineup. It's a very
0: worthy lineup for the name. The Irish champion states with Roaring Lions, Saxon Warren, Studia Man, and of course the lights of a Dave uh, in behind him in the betting. You've already declared my love for study of Man now, so I'm absolutely broken having listened to Don. And, uh, but but, but what, what's
2: what's your? I mean, make make the case.
0: Like, what, like what? I, I was very very impressed with him before before the French Derby when he was only in a small run of field. I thought he was. He showed me that he could quicken off a slow pace and then quicken again when a horse came to me. I don't see that in many three year olds over the last few years there's a few standout ones I put him on that list and then I was very very happy with his run the French style which I thought was a very rough race I know he only just got the job done but I thought there's plenty more uh, left in the tank there I love the way that of course the French route of bringing these horses forward is is often slow and measured and there's no there's no rush with them he hasn't done what I expected him to do in that prep race I have to say which now I'm just relying on the words of Pascal Barry that we left him way too short and we weren't disappointed I, I
2: think they were disappointed as well. What, uh, yeah, read, read between yeah. the lines of what he said. It, it, it looked like they were disappointed. And look, they, they are they're working them left-handed as well, weren't they, at, at Sean, yeah. to, to get them ready for this. So yeah. Usually when
3: trainers are paying to tell you that they're not disappointed is when they're Yeah, the uh, no, I know, I <laughs> know. Look, this, this to me is the first... Fa- obviously, French Derby was a
0: target, won it. This to me was the next target, mm-hmm. and then the arc is when they unleash him over a longer distance. I, I want him to either win or go very close, having been a supporter of his for the arc for a few months. So fingers crossed for me (laughs) I think that's where we are there Um, I'm fascinated by the race I think the Irish champion stakes really does light up uh, this weekend even though there are some fantastic uh, other races of course um, on offer is there anything I might go to you first from Leopardstown other than the races we discussed that you wanted to pick out of course it's a very competitive card there
3: yeah so there's uh, two in the handicaps that I've been looking forward to the first one is St. Stephen's Green in the 350 uh, I thought he was outstanding it back in May when he won at the Curra. Uh, only five pounds higher now Emmett Mullins has proven himself to be an outstanding trainer uh, just a really good target trainer he even had a two-year-old win first time out the season as well um, also runs a will to watch but I think this horse is the main horse there uh, decent handicap in him again I mean he's only gone up five pounds showed how how well he is with a with a very good uh, beginners chase win at Galway when beating uh, Rapid Escape of Aidan Howard's so him in the 350 and then in the last race uh, speaking of the uh, Cambridger form I think Catiman actually went down a pound for finishing second to Kenya that day which I thought was a very Mm -hmm. very odd odd for the handicapper to do that but again I suppose he is just an exposed handicapper but Mm -hmm. last season again he knocked up wins at Dundalk if he is fresh and well after that run I think he'll go very very close there to
0: on nick anything you want to throw in for the rest of that leper's town card it is obviously top quality racing but we're not quite there at maybe for another bet are we yeah go ahead nick. Yeah, go. yeah sorry Don. i thought the
1: i thought the, the kpmg race the, the group two two-year-old race the mile race was an interesting one i mean, you normally throws up a, a, a promising middle distance prospect or two to well Kevin Prendergast both got beautifully bred horses in there who won a maiden apiece the one that really interests me is this lazy lazy broom who walked out of the stalls the last twice and yeah, he didn't actually run that badly in the Acre. a very very speed favouring seven at York and he walked out the stalls and he plodded his way through the first part of the race but he actually ran on a bit in the closing stages he wasn't beaten all that far uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him fare a lot better granted a strong pace and a stiffer track Broom by Australia in the KPMG juvenile race at
0: 4.25. Nick sweeping up the uh, bit of value there. <laughs> <laughs> apologies, oh. apologies. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You have to, add, you have to edit that, <laughs> I'll take it back. Don, over to you. Um,
2: Look, a, a Astronomer probably won't run. Well, he might run. I, I doubt he would. He's, it's just, just five days since he won at Listowel. Like He's a, I think he could be a serious stare for next year. He's of the last three. He was really impressive at Listowel over a mile and a half in a handicap. He'll be racing under £7 penalty if, if, he, if he does run. It would probably be a lot for him, a three year old. Um, I think he could make up into a really good stare now for next year with Order of St. George retired. He could be one to. I mean, there are plenty of Ballydale horses who could fill the Order of St. George boots, but he could be one of them. Um, maybe Mustajeer for Jerry ran really well at the Ebor last time. Um, in the the mile and a half group three race, yeah, and um, he comes in. He's got a few pounds to find with Ostrapovic but he, he he looked like he he ran better than the bare form of the race, and the ebor suggests.
0: Okay. Thank you. Um, I was going to throw one in, but Demo already put one in against it in that Patingo handicap at 350. Uh, the mouse doctor around very well. I catchingly so, actually. I thought behind Astromino last time at uh, Bellewstown. That goes in the 350. Sneaks right in at the bottom with Danny Shea aboard, taking off five for Tony Martin. Keep an eye on that. Obviously, a support in the market will be a positive for that one. Um, we should, before we do take a break and move on to uh, the second part of Irish Champions Weekend, of course, which comes from the car on Sunday, we are going to talk about Doncaster. So, of course, it is the ledger. Um, everyone looking forward to it, I am sure. Um, it's interesting, of course, that only just in the last kind of, what, what is it, 36 hours or so, Lati Da has been confirmed and now gone into favouritism ahead of Kew Gardens in the market. Uh, Nick, I might come to you first on, on the ledger. They've made that decision. They're going for it.
1: Yeah, yeah they've, made, they've made that decision. I suspect that decision was made in, in John Godson and Frankie Dottori's mind quite a long time ago, but okay. I, I suspect <laughs> this is a case of them convincing the the ownership and convincing the Lloyd Webber team and Simon Marsh that this is the right idea. Okay. Um, you know, we got a strong we got a strong feeling after the Galtras that Frankie wanted to go for the ledger. John Gosden immediately said, You know Frankie wants to go for the ledger so you <laughs> knew that that- history with the Vermeer because the damn Dare me got uh, completely mm. disqualified in the race. Yeah, yeah And this has been an unlucky, a slightly unlucky family for all this very, very talented. So who wrongs to right. But this looks a really good opportunity, to ledger. Yeah, they're talking about her having a hard race in a ledger over a mile and six. She's going to have a damn slight harder race in the arc, with all due respect, given the horses that are likely to turn up. yeah So if she goes and bolts up on, on Saturday, and I think she might, It's going to be easier on Saturday than it was at York and that is going to suit her, I'm sure. I don't think she wants extremes, just good ground with a bit of cut and she could be an absolute superstar. Uh, I fully expect her to win uh, the, the Ledger Q Gardens
0: or no Q Gardens. Very strong from Nick Luck on the Ledger, Lati fully expected to win. Don, do you share that view? <sighs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just getting used to the idea
2: that she's in the race. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I know. I, I I backed Old Persian before she was in the race. okay. At, a, at a, a price thinking that she might not run, Loxley might not run, Southern France not might not run, and they're oh, all running. And they're all there, yeah. <laughs> so Old <Okay>. Persian's <laughs> about a one and a half times the prize that which I backed him. Um Yeah, look, I, I do like Old Persian. I think he's been an underrated horse generally. He came out he won a handicap earlier in the season, and maybe because he was well beaten in the Irish Derby, people kind of put a line through him because that was is a, a big step up in grade for him from, from his Royal Oscar win and um, he didn't have the run of the race that day it was, it was the Irish Derby was a strangely run race this year that the, the front runners had it between them it was difficult for the hold of horses to get into it so you can easily allow him that and especially on the back of his of his win in the great Voltager. Um, I thought he was very good at York he, he beat cross counter who was expected to go and go and win it and um, I think the focus came off Old Persian because all the focus was on Kew Gardens after the race about how well he ran with his £5 penalty, but Old Persian had a £3 penalty, so he was only getting £2 from Kew Gardens, and he beat him, yep. he won, he won by he beat Kew Gardens by two lengths, and he stayed on really well, um, he's out of stingsfield Mares, so there's every chance that he will stay the extra trip, it, it is a bit of a concern, the extra trip, but... Look, he races. He, he finishes his races off strongly over a mile and a half. So there's every chance that he gets a mile and six. Um, most ledger winners in the past, we didn't know that they stayed until they went and won the St Ledger. So, I, I think he's got a lot in his favor. But now I'm I'm very afraid of Lati Dar. She's so progressive she was so good the last day she could have run in the Yorkshire Oaks so it would have been some race between her and C of class and it's a race we may now see in the arc if she goes yes. there um and q Gardens is a player as well but I just I, I've always thought Q Gardens had was a bit short even before latidar was in it he's drifted out now she's probably seven to four he's two to one or thereabouts yeah he might drift a wee bit more and he might go up go out to a to a a a, 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 a price that reflects his chance I think he's too short at the moment I think latidar is not too short I think she's the right price but I think old Persian is the overpriced horse in the race
0: three horse race uh,
3: yeah I actually am quite confident that Kew Gardens would turn that form around okay. I, th- I thought the start of the race didn't suit Kew Gardens whatsoever that day and I just thought he was the one to take out of it uh, but again old person obviously has a massive chance but I think these are all very good horses I think there is the potential that Lati dar is just something very very special yeah and I just think the way she won the Galtry that day she was just brilliant absolutely outstanding and this is a big step up um, obviously but she could just be a very very good horse running in
0: a a decent race well with her the race has a bit of sex appeal doesn't it in terms of you know we have a very very exciting three-year-old Dark going for at uh, the st ledger against what might have been otherwise a little bit of a damp squib of a race in my view but it's great to have
3: Dark there so we're going to have well, a crack nothing, at St. ledger we, yeah go ahead do we know why has there ever been a thought process behind having not having the Irish and english st ledgers on the same weekend just the way it falls i mean it, it, it,
2: it's they've fallen like that for a while now and um even when Irish Champions Weekend came into being, yeah. they bolted the Irish Ledger Day onto Irish Champions Stakes Day to yeah. make, make the weekend. Um, I mean, I don't think a horse could run in both anyway, even if they were a week apart. This is the, the time of year for them. Yeah. So, um,
3: had they planned it out with three, four weeks apart, could they make it into a a mini-style series I think the German
2: Derby's on the same day as well
0: <laughs> how, can't run, can't how, that how dare they
3: I don't know Like these race planners
0: need to all get in the room we've said that before I think on a Race Hour podcast yeah we it? have and, uh, we? and not gone anywhere either um, ok so that's uh, the ledger I think I'm a lati Dharma, I know Nick is and hopefully Old Persian will go well for for Don you might have to go back in at the revised prices yeah, Don maybe. and, uh, and uh, maybe press up there and yeah. uh, well
2: you get better value if you go in again right yeah well
0: <laughs> i think that depends on the result i don't like we will see we'll see another fascinating race to look forward to is it is a monster of a, a saturday's racing for everyone to enjoy this weekend um i wanted to touch on the champagne stakes the likes of too darn hot declared against dark vision as it stands if they both go couple of uh, very interesting uh, colts for possibly derby next year uh, nick what do you make of those two so far
1: I thought Two Darn Hot was brilliant at Sandown pedigree time suggests you know he, he
0: he should take this on route to a group 1 but yeah. I think the discrepancy in price is probably
1: too big between him and Dark Vision at the moment they're about two on 4 to 1 something like that Exactly yeah and I think I think that's too big the Handicapper has them 3 pounds apart uh, Two Darn Hot as I say was brilliant at Sandown and I'm not sure there was that much depth of competition in the vintage stakes, which which Dark Vision won, but Dark Vision is better than that. I think he's entitled to improve significantly, and again, rather like I said about the filly earlier, with just that little bit more ease in the ground, that little bit more dig in the ground, if it doesn't dry out too much, I, I, and the, and the flat track will really suit him.
0: Okay, one to two against four to one chances there, Don. I mean, what have you made of those two two-year-olds? They do look stand out, of course, in this field.
2: Yeah, I guess you have Phoenix, of Spain, in there as well. Yeah, um, yeah, it was good the last day too, but no, like it's hard. It was hard not to be blown away by two darn hot. Like he was so good. Um and it was the same, but about ten minutes before, or ten minutes after, ten sovereigns won at the chorus. So we, you know, we two standout juvenile cold performances within the space of a couple of minutes of each other. Yeah. Um. But yeah, look, I t- take the point of dark heart or, or sorry, dark vision. Um. You know, from a betting perspective, you're not going to be well. I'm not going to be back in a, a juvenile a two to one on, regardless of what he's
0: done. So sure, it's uh, a look
2: and see, isn't it? Yeah. Let's see whether
0: they continue the way they look like they're going. And,
2: and he's had, he's had. I don't know what your take on this, Nick, is, but he's had, he's gone. This will be his third race in fairly quick succession now. Is that a worry?
1: Too darn not, Yeah, yeah. He, he's had to do quite a lot quite quickly.
2: Yeah. That said, the the, fir- the first race was. I mean, I know it, 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 it's often said that when horses
1: win impressively, they never have an easy race. I suspect the first race was easy. I don't think the form was very strong. It's been let down by the second and third since. But what he did subsequently mm. really marked him out as a, a very, very classy juvenile. Um, I just, as I say, I just think the discrepancy between him and Dark Vision, and Dark Vision's already won in Group 2 company, is too big. Mm. And I think because I think this test will suit Dark Vision, than better than did goodwood i think the track will suit him better he's not going to have to race against a ridiculous bias like he did last time and he, you know he, if he's allowed to use his size and stride and and I, I think he could be quite a tough nut for a horse even as obviously talented as Too darn hot to crack and i probably will be backing Dark Vision at four, four to one if i can get any bigger then then, then
0: so much the better. okay Okay, demo they're they're six to one and thirty three to one for the Derby. It's probably a bit early to be worrying about that at this point. Let's see how they go ahead in that champagne stakes. Anything else on the Doncaster card that you do like for the weekend?
3: Yeah. Um I know I've had my accusations of being a very loyal punter which uh, isn't good in punting generally and there's one running in the Portland that I think there has to be a race of 94 in Blue yep. to Vega um, he's he's obviously keeps running into trouble time and time again but if a trainer is going to find the keys to him it, it is Robert Cowell in these sprints and at Epsom two runs ago I actually thought he was very unlucky he just ran into an absolute pile of horses and Haydock just recently the, the ground probably went for him as well as Haydock doesn't ever seem to be anything else than heavy bottomless ground for some reason and I think um, I just think that there has to be racing him off 9-40 ok interesting shout there's
1: another that's good there there's, yeah there's, there's another point to make about Luda Vegas. sorry sorry Dermot I've booking a frangulatory I mean yeah. Yeah. how often does he how often does he take spares in these big handicaps very rarely mm. what did he do at York bowled up on on poetic name escapes me completely Mark Johnson gives him the Gives him the record breaking winner at 20 odd to 1. He, he's he, he got on this for Robert Cow. He wouldn't have got on it unless somebody thought it no. had a serious chance. The about Blue De Vegas he looks a little bit
3: tripless. Five, six, we're not sure. Well, five and a half might be just the ticket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 20 to 1. I thought that's just absolutely huge.
0: Going soon, I would imagine that twenty to one after uh, those two went. Don, anything you like in the Portland or anything else? No, I mean card?
2: like look would, he, he ran at, at an eye-catching enough race the last time at York yeah. in a really really hot sprint handicap. Um, he's I mean he's, he's miles clear favourite. There's no there's nothing in him at five to one. Correct. Uh, but no, it's uh, I'll have to get into the Lancaster card in more detail now over the next day or
0: two. Well, we've got so much else going on, of course, with Irish Champions Weekend. Nick, nothing else from Donny. Park Stakes is an interesting race it is.
1: too. I don't think it's really I don't think it's up to its usual standard. Um, and I think there might be a bit of a bet in the race as well. Horse who's been badly out of form, but I think that this is his absolute absolutely his right his right track, trip, yards coming into a bit of form, eight winners in the last fortnight, Dutch connection, yep. big price. He's oh. not really done much this season since he ran off his
0: face in the lock in earlier in the year. Seven 7 reasonable grounds, I think little bit of a break to to refresh uh, at a track where I think he should should show some decent form I'm quite surprised he's never run in this race before to be honest Mm. let alone not run here but
1: I think this should suit him right down to the ground and he's a forgotten horse with James Doyle on and he's hooded as well
0: yeah and that, like you say the Charlie Hills Yard now at the moment absolutely flying so he's an eight to one chance in what looks a perfect each way type of race as well with nine declared at the moment for that 225 at Doncaster we are going to take a break now uh, thanks for listening to the first half of the race I, of course brought to you with our fans at BetBright, and we will be back after this break isn't it time you've got your hands on the award winning Betfinder app by BetBright? It's not like any sports app you've ever experienced. Unlike your mates, Betfinder actually does know it all. Runners, riders, results and form with key trends all at your fingertips. Betfinder puts the power in your hands to make informed choices and it's ready to go. Get stuck in with Betfinder from Betbright. Betfinder by BetBright, bringing power to your fingertips. Download the app now,
3: available on all devices.
0: And welcome back to The Race Hour, brought to you with our friends at BetBright. It's Don McLean, Nick Luck, Dermot Nolan and myself, Dean Ryan in BetBright Towers. We're talking now about second part of Irish Champions Weekend. Of course, it comes from the Curra. Um, with some fascinating races there, not, you know, not least uh, the Irish and Ledger, of course. So it's coming up um, and everyone looking forward to that. But we are going to kick off with the Flying Five Stakes uh, for the Speebles. Um, not the best bunch of sprinters I've seen line up for this, I don't think. But Dermo, um, what do you make of the Flying Five
3: yeah, like it's a tough division in general It's been all over the place all season And especially Irish Sprinters We just We don't have any Really like You know It's, it's just We really don't <laughs> That's it We really don't We haven't really Since Soul Power I don't think we've had, <laughs> we've had anything It wasn't here. a bad one like, yeah, To be fair like, it's, it's just It really has But funnily enough I do fancy an Irish runner here I fancy hit the bid In this uh, I thought he had a very good winter And spring in May then. This looks like it's been I actually am sure he, he had a setback this season But it's just He seems to have worked back From this race Massive run a Tipperary behind Blue Wallaroo last time, um, it, just for a horse after one hundred and fifty-six days break. I thought it was a massive uh, effort to to get himself in front and not quite get caught. Uh, and the favourite Havana Grey, I'll be looking to uh, take him on. He's been running well uh, and, respectively, he was fifth in the Nunthorpe and seventh in the Qatar Stakes. But it's it's not a horse that I'm that I i 2 is to be back in here at nine to four, mm. um, and I think hit the bitter on nine to two. Just he has that explosive element to him. Um, his win over Maidan was outstanding. Form over there is obviously very hard to bring across to here, but I just think the whole the whole division is a Hames of a division anyway. And he might just have a turn of foot too much for this. I can see
0: why Havana Gray with a Sapphire win at the Cora, yeah, back 100%. here running respectably and probably slightly stronger races than this is the nine to four favourite. But is that a decent price, Don?
2: I think it's it's correct, Dean. Yeah. I think he's he's the most likely winner of the race. Um, I thought he ran a big race in the Nuremberg last time. He wasn't beaten far by Alpha Delfini. Now you wouldn't have Alpha Delfini down as a as a group a group one winner, but he is. Uh, he is, even though he was 40, 40 to one <laughs> on the day. Yeah. Um. Maybe that's why I just don't like sprints. Like, I,
0: just, <laughs> yeah. I can't find those. Yeah, but
2: like Alpha Alpha Delphini apart. It, yeah. it was a, the, the second and third were obviously solid. Third and fourth were obviously solid, and the second Mabs Cross. I thought there, there was talk of her coming over for this as well. There was She's it's obviously it's not it's coming in. Um, but yeah, look and and add that to the fact that he's a young sprinter. He's only three. Um, he's got course form. His 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 run in the Sapphire Stacks, as you alluded to, Dean, was very good. I thought. Um, I thought he, he travelled really well and mm. he picked up. Uh, I know he beat he Catherine Prince that day by a length, and there were a few disappointments in behind them, but it was still a good run. And you know, back back at the Kura, it just it, it's it's a it's a big thing in my book if you've if you've done it over the course and distance and on on ground that's probably probably a wee bit faster than it's going to be on Sunday, but not much. Yeah. Um, whereas take cover like you know you, you have to take your head off to take cover he's oh, 11 horse, years old now unbelievable horse. another be- beverly bullet last time but his style of racing i don't think that's going to be that well suited to the current. it's a stiff it's a stiff five furlongs whereas he's a, he's a york uh i presume beverly's a fast five furlong i'm not sure nick, nick, <laughs> nick probably knows that <laughs> it is uh, uh, you've never been racing at beverly
1: you've never <laughs> been racing at beverly done
2: have you it's i've never way. i've never been to beverly
3: Stiff as. Stiff as. It's, it? up,
1: it's uphill from the moment you come out of the store to the moment you pass the light. Listen, if you can win over five at Beverly, you should be able to win over five at the Curra. Um, the point sometimes on these uphill tracks, it's difficult for them to come back if you get a real trailblazer. But mm. um, I. I <laughs> I think Tank Cover can run pretty bold. I wouldn't be surprised to
2: see Caspian Prince run really well against him at mm. all. I mean, he gave he gave about a stone to
1: Battle of Jericho when they ran here earlier in the season, and only just went down. He gave a load of weight to um, the horse that Don was just talking about about a nine to one favourite. Yeah, they, he's, he's £5 pound better off, or four, £4 £5 pound better off with the Man of Grey, he's uh, I think about a stone better off with Battle of Jericho, he's now in a group one, he, he blew out in the Nunthorpe last time, but he's better than ever, at the age of nine, on his ninth different trainer, having about his hundredth run, so um, I might chance Caspian Prince, I think.
0: Sure. Okay. Caspian Prince then for Nick I mean I think we're done with the flying five I have no view on it at all apart from if I absolutely had a gun put to my head I'd probably just chance Savannah Gray to get it done at the current again what about the Glare stud stakes with uh, the likes of Ana Bryce just wonderful a main addition hopefully coming for Mark Johnston uh, the Sweet Solera winner they go head to head. Lights of Skitter Scatter, so perfect Fairyland. Another Aina Brown horse, of course, in there. Um, he'd probably run a few here. What do we make of this race? Don usually, usually a very good contest.
2: Yeah, no, it, it's normally a very good pointer to, to the Guineas as well the following year. Um, and yeah. I I think Skitter Scatter is a remarkable filly. Like she's tiny. Um, down with the Patrick Prendergast a few weeks ago, and you know you couldn't you stand into her and you you'd step over.
3: Oh wow! Doria
2: Dorfer. Was- <laughs> Um, but but she's been unbelievable this season. Like her, her, her Lepristown win a couple of runs ago in the Silver Flash Stakes, that, like, she just galloped the whole way to the line. And then last time at the Curra in the Debutant Stakes, which is usually a good pointer to this race. She traveled like the best filly in the race from a long way out. She picked up, she went clear, she won really easily and um, now there were one or two disappointing fillies in behind but she did it really really well and there was a w- bit of a worry about it that day on easy ground because she's, she's by scat daddy out of a street crime air so um it looks like you know she's bred for fast ground but that was yielding ground and she coped with it really well so she's going to be she's going to be fine on whatever ground the, 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 whatever the way the ground is on sunday Um but she's ju- you'd just love to see her going and win, win the group one now for patrick pendergast she's, she's a group two winner she's his his biggest winner so far but if she could go in a wide layer, that'd be it'd be fantastic for, for him and for um the the rogers family sonya and, and anthony rogers who owned her and who part bred her uh, part bred her yeah. um, main addition she's a, like obviously a top class filly. she was disappointing at newmarket in the cherry hinton and um, but that was a kind of a strange race she didn't seem to get a lot of racing room and she bounced back last time at, at, at newmarket when she beat La Pelosa. so that was that she she's she's obviously a top class filly and just wonderful as well there but no, i i think um I think Skitter Scatter could still be
3: underrated by the market.
0: Tell you're a fan of skitter
3: Scatter as well, are you?
0: Yeah, basically
3: the exact same reasons as Don. She, she's just been progressive all year. I mean, mm. even the beating of uh, Sergei Prokaiev at uh, mm. at Dundalk. I mean, we kind of thought that was just a typical Aidan O'Brien warming up a horse. And it, I mean, obviously Sergei went on a huge race at Ascot and she was comfortable enough that night it wasn't a flash in the pan win and if she wasn't good enough to do it you know she wouldn't have done it and from that point onwards she's just she's kicked on the debut on last time really put her in my book as a very good horse and um, I hope for all the reasons Don said that uh, she can go on and do it Nick an opposing view perhaps in the Stud, or are you hopeful of
0: Skitter-Scatter uh, perhaps getting a better the better of the two more fancy ones on the market
1: admirable Philly Skitter-Scatter I think just wonderful though if, if she days around the 3-1, 7-2 mark yeah. I think she's about the best I think she's the best of the weekend I wow. really do I think she's head and shoulders above these very disappointing at Royal Ascot but I just think that came too soon in her in her career really uh, and I I suspect she surprised them a little bit by how well she did it on debut with the Curry even though they knew she was a talented filly and slightly got forced into running her at Ascot uh, and Aidan will always run he'll run the horses as a general rule rather than not run them yeah uh, I think she was just too inexperienced to give her running. The yard was sick when she ran next time out behind Marie's diamond, but she wasn't She wasn't given a hard time by Ryan Moore, and then much more like last time out. And don't forget that the filly that she beat into third fleeting's just come out and won the May Hill today. Yes. I know three was a disappointment, but yeah, that, the form has already taken a, a pretty significant boost. So, um, I, I think she'll win.
0: The throw main addition in from me just to make sure we get the winner <laughs> but, I <wouldn't, laughs> but I wouldn't do that at all ever um, okay Nick thanks very much just wonderful then pretty strong selection for him in the Moyglare and the, stud and the two boys here with Skitter Scatter as their pick the prices at the moment and then the national stakes we talk about a couple of Derby horses uh, going to post at Doncaster there's a couple more in here possibly Quarto could be over for Charlie Appleby and uh, we'll take on the likes of Anthony Van Dyke if I've pronounced that right which I hope I have for Aidan O'Brien uh, um, they're interesting in that national stakes Dem I might come to you first
3: uh, yeah look it's a brilliant race always is um, massive pointer going forward I'm very disappointed Mad Moon is not running I, I would have absolutely loved to have seen that horse I thought that that performance at Sound for me was very taking uh, I know the O'Brien yard was sick and Sydney Opera House might have have not put his best foot forward but still I thought the case was kind of shut early but again I shouldn't be talking about the horse it's not running anyway but yeah, um, move on. Anthony Van Dyke could be very good uh, as they all could and I, I, again it's a race I'll kind of sit back and watch uh, the two at the front of the market are kind of eating a lot of it up and I'm happy enough to just, to, just let this race go to Nick any
0: view on those well let's, let's take the top two Dark Vision was Four. of course entered in here but obviously won't go well yeah there's, there's quite a few double entries in here so yeah. the, the, the field might be a bit smaller than we did as ant-
1: ant- I originally now this is going to be desperately difficult for course, no, against so many Aiden O'Brien trained runners. It could be
0: it could be him plus six Ballie wow which yeah. makes his task
1: very very hard. But I think he's a really good horse, and I think he will materialise as the best horse in here. I love this horse's pedigree. I love the damn volume. It was a good race mare for, for Luca Kumani in the Stuart Stucky colours. I think I think he's got an awful lot. To like, super attitude, really well balanced. I love the way he won the superlative stakes. I don't think it was a particularly strong superlative stakes, but I, I loved the manner of his victory. It wasn't too bad a time. Uh, I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Corto. I, I don't know. What, I genuinely have no idea what's going to happen because the race could have any, any amount of tactical nuances that I can't possibly predict. But if you're going to ask me which horse I would like and would like for the future, it's Corto in this.
0: Don, what do you think?
2: Yeah, like it the, I, I always find these juvenile races very, very difficult because because you, you generally don't have a lot of form to go on. Like Quarto and Ferr like he looked very, very good at Newmarket and Superlit stakes the last time. He's only run twice, so you're 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 assuming progression from a second run to his third uh, and he's look as nick said he's a very very exciting prospect in all that he's done so far anthony van dyke likewise he was probably a wee, a wee bit more workman like the last day at the Curra. and um, it was a good run good win and he always looked like that. He's, even though he only got home by a half length in the end from christmas who, who would probably run here as well The stable companion and um, he always looked like he was going to win and he was going to win well and he did and that's seven furlongs and um, over this course and distance back over the same same track same course same distance and um, it's a it's a kind of a it's a kind of it's a it's a the National Stakes, it's it's a race for horses who are going to go on, obviously, and step up and trip next year as a as as three-year-olds. It's over seven furlongs. Anthony Van Dyke, he looks probably as much a Derby prospect at the moment as he is a Guineas prospect. All going well, so mm. he's he's a lovely horse as well. You know, goes without saying, impeccably bred. Um, but it's good. It's going to be very interesting to see him and quarter Hopefully, quarter runs, although they both run, yeah. because it is going to be interesting to see them against each other. And um, I, like well, as Jeremy said, it's it's one of those races that you want to just watch and you want to see how it pans out. With you know, and there's no need to, and, and probably no angle at all to, to take a financial interest
0: in. It. Yeah, I, I would completely agree. I've no view on it apart from I can't wait to see it. So that's the, the Vincent O'Brien National Stakes. And then we get to uh, the Irish Cent Ledger. Don, I'm going to lead in with you here um, with the likes of of course Irish Derby and Latrobe we've got Weekender coming over for Johnny Goslin, we've got Flag of Honour who's mm, hit his straps now 10th in the French Derby and then got into gear the last twice at the Curragh we've got Cup Horse perhaps in Idaho slightly below maybe that level An interesting race one that you've found something in or one again that you're just going to enjoy
2: yeah well, no I haven't I haven't found a, <laughs> a betting <laughs> angle yet Um yeah yeah, look, flag of honor. In fairness, to Niall O'Brien again, when he won the Irish St. Ledger trial the last day, he said almost directly afterwards that he was going to, he was going to go to the Irish Ledger. Yeah. Um, even though he's a three-year-old, it's it's hard for three-year-olds, and that, that might be the angle into it. it. It is hard for three-year-olds. Vinnie Rowe won it as a three-year-old, and he was so good, he went and won three more of them. Not bad. Um, and Ordos, I think Ordis and George is the only other three-year-old to win an Irish St. Ledger. And he's, you know, he's in Ascot Gold Cup, but he just announced his retirement there a couple of days ago. Um, that's how good you have to be as a three-year-old to win an Irish St. Leger. So it's mm-hmm. not going to be easy for Flag of Honour or indeed for Latrobe. Um, La Trobe. the Irish Derby winner, it looked like he was going to Doncaster, but I think maybe because Order of St. George isn't running here, he's going to the Curra instead. So look, they, 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 it's great that they're there. and It'll give us a bit of a, a, a steer on the older horses versus the three-year-olds as stairs. Um Weekend is very interesting like he his, his run in the in the ebor when he finished second behind the stable companion muntaha was was a very very good run off the weight that he carried he carried nine stone 12. Which is a massive weight to carry in an ebor and i know that that's a handicap and this is a group one but you know that the, the, there may not be that much between the, the 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 quality of horse that's required to carry that type of weight in an ebor and the quality of horse that's required for an Irish and ledger and he was supposed to be a pacemaker for enable in that kempton race last week but he was taken out and maybe maybe nick knows why, um, maybe with a view to running him in this, but well, was it a setback, Nick? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They probably they thought that
1: this Irishman ledger was cutting up into a race that shouldn't really be called a classic. I think you were always in danger of getting the scenario when you opened it up to, to four-year-olds as well. But then if you run it on the same day as the St. Ledger, or the same weekend as the St. Ledger, you're gonna to have to do something, otherwise you're gonna get even fewer runners. So it's a bit of an excuse for a, for a classic, really. Uh, no disrespect. Um, even though we've got an Irish Derby winner in here. And I think weekend is easily the one to beat. Put it this way, what price would, how would you price up Marmelo if he was gonna run in this race? They emerged pretty much the mm. same horse from their running at York earlier in the season. Marmello's a, a Group One stayer for me, and Weekend was a little bit unlucky not to beat him. So I I, I think he's got a great chance. And I don't I don't think four to one's too bad a price. Think about Latrobe is You don't really know where you are with him. The suspicion was that he was just very well placed in a weirdly run Irish Derby, and the international, the Juddmonte International, didn't really tell us anything more. It was inconclusive. You know, he ran. Okay, I suppose, but really, in that sort of company, ten furlongs was never going to be his bag. So he has to say, "What?" Well, it's difficult to know where we stand with him.
2: Mm. Yeah, I go along with that, and we don't know if he's going to stay the trip either. Um,
1: yeah. No, we don't. I mean, we think he, we think he probably will, mm. but we, we couldn't be
0: sure. Seems tricky, um, Demma
3: Yeah, again, it is. It's exceptionally. I mean, it'd be great for weekend to win just to see a Frankel win a ledger as well. Would be would be great. And the um, but. I kind of landed on La Trobe somewhat, but it was more of a trophy pick than anything, Dean, because it's just, it's one of these races that, I know I've said this quite a bit now, and it's, uh, <laughs> I shouldn't be on a racing podcast just just to pass it all the time, but the um, I genuinely don't think, uh, I don't think you can have a massive, massive saying. this. I mean, Flag of Honour is the favourite. Twilight Payment was only a neck behind him in mm-hmm. the trial. Twilight Payment is 7-8-1, and... He's two to one. You have Latrobe, who, again, as Nick said, and I completely agree with you, don't know where you stand with him, and the rest of the race is kind of a much-to-muchness. So it's just one of those that if you're up for the day, you'll probably have a tenner on, and if you're not, you'll just stand there and watch it. You'll be happy.
0: Find me something else, then, on that card on the Sunday to get stuck into if the ledger is not your back.
3: Yeah, and the last handicap again, there's one horse that has interested me with a while, went from Joe Lyons to Andrew Balding, his Lethal Steps and he is now with Gordon Elliott and has been gelded uh, I always thought this horse kind of suffered from uh, mad bastarditis and that he just kind of <laughs> never never settled and never quite did anything and uh, went to Andrew Balling at two runs around once or last Ascot, uh, kind of respectively enough mid-division but when he was with your lines he'd shown an awful lot I mean he's in here off 102 I think it is and the beating of Don Delivers on debut and then in May this year was only five lengths behind Hazepour at Leperstown Uh, sometimes in these handicaps whilst we all get weighed down by looking through the weights there can just be sometimes horses that are better than, than the grade they're in and this horse has always smacked to me of a horse that could be very good and Lethal Steps he's still with Chiefly Park I'd say he might be taking up a hurdling campaign at some point but I think now with Gordon now gelded, he might just have a bit more focus about him and if so I think if the penny drops he could be very good day.
0: Interesting runner in that 6 o'clock premiere Handicap at the cover on Sunday that's Lethal Steps uh, Don and Nick go to Don first anything else on Sunday you want to pick out?
2: I wouldn't be surprised to see Magic Wand bounce back to form in the Blanford Stakes yeah. um, like her 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 Ribblesdale win was so good when she got on fast ground. She was well fancied for the Oaks, didn't seem to handle the ground that day. And she bounced back to form in the Ribblesdale and won really impressively. The last, on her next run in the Irish Oaks, she came home with a runny nose. So I guess you can allow her that. And then last time at York, you know, A, I'm always happy to forgive a horse a a poor run at York. And B, as we know, and it's been well documented, Aidan O'Brien's horses just weren't in top form that day. And she was still only beaten four lengths by sea of class. She's going to have to do better than that to beat Azira, who ran very, very well that day in that race and actually looked a winner on the far side when she hit the front. That was before you saw C of Class <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on, on the near side. <laughs> but no, I, I I, think Magic Wand, you know, she's not going to be a massive price, but Azira's favourite, and you can understand why. But I I, I wouldn't be su- surprised to see Magic Wand bounce back. Thank you. Nick, anything else catch her
0: on Sunday?
1: Well, if Andrew Balding runs Flashcard in the sales race, I think he's got an excellent
0: chance. Okay. Um, I think.
1: million or or one of those races, one of the first ever sales races was won by a horse owned by the initial incarnation of
0: Fascinating angle there from Nick Luck with Flash Card. That's also on the Sunday at the Current. Of course, it is. Oh, there's, a, there's a few very hot races uh, run uh, in France as well. Art Trials Day, Lights of the Prix Vermeille, uh, the Prix Niel, and the Prix Foy. Um, Nick, I might throw to you any of them. You're, well, we're all going to be interested in watching them. Is there any punting angles there? Uh,
1: have we- indication of what's
0: actually going to run in any of these. <laughs> I, I can That's give you the, the top first, yeah. few in the market Nick. That's about as far as we can go I think. Do your worst for me. Okay, so the pre may we've got Kite Surf there 11 to 4 worth waiting 9 to 2 Magic Wandu looks like it's obviously going to run uh, this weekend and Castella 7s magical 15 to 2 well timed 8s 9s bar Kite Surf uh, likely to run and go favourite.
1: No no strong view. Pass.
0: Next <laughs> Preneel, uh, Nerf Bosk, nine to four, Loxley, five to two, Bruntland is at six to one. Rostropovich is in the betting there at 6, R- is Young Rascal sevens, nine bars.
2: I fancy Loxley, but now we know he's to <laughs> run a dog.
1: So. You want to get
0: on with a run, Nick? <laughs> I that, think that's the way to go.
1: That's him out. Yeah. I, mean, I thought he was quite. He was quite an inspired selection. I thought when when uh, Tom Siegel put him up as price wise for the arc, I thought, ah, yeah, I see
3: what he's done there. But. Yeah. Uh, uh I suppose they're looking at the arc and thinking everyone's gonna
1: turn up and it's gonna be ridiculously hot race. But yeah, he, he's a very good old. anyway, he's not gonna go there, so no. Nope. Um that's that. And what about the other one? The other one never never throws up much,
0: does it? The pre foy we've got Volgeist there at five to two, Talismanic oh, at threes and Capri.
3: Fair
1: well in fairness in fairness that's the, that's the best race of the lot isn't it because yeah. those guys is probably the, the leading french hope for the arc based on that winner saint Clou earlier in the season we know he's tough and he gallops even if he perhaps la- lacks a touch of complete star quality um capri we haven't seen all year have we so it'd be nice to see him out see what he can do the form of last year's ledger is obviously working out ridiculously well yeah needs with stradivarius not the other coming out and doing so well
2: and what was the other one you mentioned uh, ta- Oh, the the.
1: Uh, Talismanic, yeah. who I thought was a uh, decent, you know, cozy, cozy winner of a small race last time out, and presumably is being ready for another tilt at the Breeders' Cup, uh, whatever Breeders' Cup turf. Yeah. Although whether he whether he'll be as effective uh, or, uh, on a slightly less idiosyncratic track and uh, one that actually places a more traditional emphasis on stamina, I don't know.
0: Okay. Thank you, we have respond through them I'm not sure, I mean I'll be watching them I'm not sure I'll be, I'll be punting on them I do need, at this point, having gone through so much racing and spent so much time in very good company, I do uh, generally ask for a nap of the weekend from our race hour podcast panel, so um, can we start with Dermo? I'll let the lads collect themselves, Dermo, give us your nap of the weekend please
3: uh, St Stephen's Green in the 350, leprosan on Saturday.
0: Okay, St Stephen's Green for demo in that, uh, big handicap D- uh, Don? Loxley and the preenial and a money <laughs> 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 Um I,
2: I think Old Persian has now gone out to a price in the St. Ledger taking on Kew Gardens and Dar. I was interested in him at 6-1 to one earlier in the week when Dar was, was not really a factor and now at 8-1 to one or thereabouts he's an even he's, a, he's an even bigger bet now I, I, I think he's just an underrated horse I think he's been overlooked a little bit and I think he'll outrun those odds
0: Don's going in again on Old Persian uh, Nick to you
1: uh, could I go for just wonderful in the Moygla please my nap of the
0: weekend you can of course that's on Sunday at the Curragh currently around 3-1 to one chance I'm going to get crucified next week I think but uh, I'm going to put up study a man in the <laughs> Irish <laughs> champion stakes and hope and believe that what I saw uh, when he was very very good beating a small field and then of course the French Derby will be good enough to get involved against the lights of Roaring Lion and Saxon Warrior we've got a fantastic weekend to look forward to uh, my thanks go to Nick Luck thank you thank you very much it was great fun thanks guys thanks to Don cool thanks Dean and Emma. cheers Dean thank Thank you you very much join Bet Bright's racing club today in our racing club for every 10 bets placed on UK and Irish horse racing you get one free and it's bets of up to £50 get ahead and join Bet Bright's racing club now available on all devices